everyone has some sort of a closet that has become too small. A closet is no place to live, and I want to support as many people as I can in stepping out of that prison into the fullness of life that is waiting for them on the other side of that door. This is Nancy Shadlock from Centered Life Coaching. Join me in listening to these coming out chronicles. Get curious about their stories and then go see what good things are waiting for you on the other side of your closet door. Today's a bit of a smorgasbord of things I'm going to talk about with you. We'll talk about all kinds of things from capitalizing on queerness to the first Instagram picture I posted of my wife. I'll share what I'm learning lately. And then at the end, I'm gifting you a meditation that I've created to help you dream and envision what's next for you. Depending on where you're listening to this episode, you might want to pause when that starts and come back to it when you can be in solitude in a grounded place. I also recommend having your journal or notebook handy with you when you do it so you can write down all the powerful things that come up for you. It has the potential to be a really powerful exercise, and I hope you enjoy it. I'm calling this episode a fireside chat with me. (laughs) Pretend we're just chilling by a campfire, and I'm sharing what's been coming up for me lately. See you around the campfire. I had a bit of a breakthrough recently that I wanted to share with you. I'm sure you don't have exactly the same situation, but maybe you have something similar in your life and it'll shed light on that for you. As you maybe know, I, I've been doing coaching, spiritual direction, soul accompaniment, that kind of work for the last, mm, I'd say, eight years since I finished my master's. It was a master of arts in spiritual formation at a little school on the UBC campus in Vancouver. I finished that in 2012. And I really loved the work of meeting with people and helping them pay attention to where the divine is connecting with them in their life. And at the same time, it felt hard to know how to market that. And... So I I opened up my practice and stopped calling it spiritual direction as much as coaching. And in some ways I worried about doing that because it felt like it cheapened it in some ways because anyone could become a life coach in a weekend course. And here I just finished this beautiful master's program with a practicum and, and yet People often hadn't heard of spiritual direction. So all that to say, (laughs) it's a long-winded way of saying this coming out coaching has been fairly new. But the history of sitting with people is quite a familiar practice to me. And so when I started calling myself a coming out coach and leaning into that, creating this podcast... I had this disease within myself of feeling like, am I an imposter? Am I 
capitalizing on my queerness and trying to make a business out of it. It just felt icky in some ways, and I wasn't sure. I couldn't quite put my finger on why. Um, But recently I had a conversation with a colleague of mine, and she was saying, what if it's not that you're capitalizing on it so much as it's been your path to healing? Like in, in some ways, my queerness has been my way of remembering myself. And by remembering, I don't mean just like, oh, I forgot, now I remember. I mean like re Membering, like my my body members have had to come back together to become the whole me, which I think is is the challenge that all of us have is to try and bring our different parts of ourselves together in a unified way and not not live such divided lives and for much of my life, I did live this dismembered way where I I grew up super conservative Christian and had this deep spirituality, but it was it was quite rules based. But then I had this other part of myself that kind of underneath was questioning my sexuality, but I pushed that totally to the side to the point where I didn't even really know if it was a thing, like I, I was so good at dismembering myself that I could totally push it away into the back, back recesses of my mind. So I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think it was a thing a lot of the time. There's so many other ways too, that we dismember ourselves. I'm just kind of focusing on this one right now for me. And when we can start to bring those parts of ourselves back together. That's where the wholeness comes in. And so for me, as I faced into my sexuality, got honest about that, and started to live in more integration of those things, I slowly remembered my myself. And... I remember it was scary. Like, it was scary to start to put pictures on the internet of this woman I was dating. The first picture I put on Instagram was Elena had gone to Hawaii shortly after we started dating. And I was so excited about her coming home. And so I just put this picture of this woman on the Instagram that said, so excited about her coming home. And... You know, it was, it could have just been my friend. It could have been anyone. Um, And a few people read into it, but it was kind of like this slow progression. And then like the first time we put holding hands pictures or a kissing picture. Whew, that was scary. But it, it was again, another step of reintegrating all of who I am and not having like a, super Christian side 
and then a queer side of myself that I hadn't even really explored. And slowly, all these things have come together now and created a me that feels more me than I've ever been before. It's, it feels like there's no, there's no need to hide parts of myself. And I still have people in my life that I, I feel scared about them knowing all these things about me. And I still feel scared about their judgments or timid about what they will say. But I also have been able to release that and, and trust that they're on their own journey, that I'm on my journey, that I have important work to do in the world and I need to share all of who I am in order to share the impact that I'm here to offer in the world. And so I've been more and more bravely stepping out and sharing that, even when it's scary, even when it's, it feels like it could be dangerous or it could be tumultuous. But really, I've also come to understand that it's not really dangerous. Like, no one can take away my freedom, no one can take away my life. Only my fears can do that. And so if I have the power to lean into my fears and acknowledge them and then keep walking through, even though I'm maybe afraid, there's just so much freedom in that. This episode of the Coming Out Chronicles was brought to you by Centered Life Coaching. We help you know yourself, to free yourself, and be yourself. And did you know we've got a retreat coming up to help you do just that? It's happening on October 1st to 3rd, and it's happening worldwide on Zoom. It's called the Shift Retreat, and it's for people who are sick of being stuck and are ready for a change. It's for those who want clarity on how to move forward in their career, dating life, spirituality, or relationships. I had so much fun this week getting together all the little things that are going to go into the package that's sent out to every person that's attending the retreat so that even though it's virtual, there's going to be some really tangible things to make this transformation real. Sign up at centered.ca. Another breakthrough I had recently was that my wife and I had our fourth wedding anniversary this week. We went through and tried to figure out what words characterized each of the different years that we've been together. For this coming year, we've chosen synergy. We want to grow more and more in synergy of being even more powerful together than each of us could be on our own and having this synergistic relationship that really multiplies and enriches each other's lives in the world. And that's all great in the ideal, but in the nitty-gritty every day of having to wash dishes and help each other with the kids and clean the house and get work done, it's hard. Relationships are hard work. 
And so as we've been reflecting this week, Elena had this really helpful insight that in some ways it feels like our relationship is is hard. It's so hard. It's harder than anybody else's relationship. It feels unfair that we have these continual frustrations and arguments with each other. And that hits at each of our childhood woundings. And my thought is often, oh, no, like, we're not going to last. This is it. It's over. This is a terrible relationship. <laughs> but really, it's it's just that we get to see inside this relationship more than any other relationship. If we really could sit inside of all the other relationships that we see around us that seem so good and perfect and beautiful and they have no problems and it's just smooth sailing, we probably would see things in a very different light. But we often don't get to see inside that much of another relationship. And so it's been super helpful for me to think about things in light of that. Of I get a gift right now to see intimately inside of this relationship and how it works. And yes, it's not 100% what I signed up for or what I dreamed of as a little kid. It's not it's not that fairy tale. But I don't really know if any relationships are. They're all a lot of work. In order to make it happen, we have to be committed to work and to loving each other and choosing each other even when the dishes aren't done, especially when the dishes aren't done. It's that daily choosing to turn toward each other and choosing to work through things and and seeing the best in each other. It's been really beautiful to lean into that and, and trust it at those moments when I get scared and think, oh no, we're fighting, this is it. But no, like it's it's actually a matter of learning how to fight well and how to each convey what is true for us and learn how to respect that in each other and appreciate it and find a third way that works for both of us and for everyone in our family. So I'm on this journey of growing and changing too and continually finding the new ways of being more true to who I am, listening to what what needs to be heard within myself, within the other, and trusting that there's goodness in this journey, there's goodness in this growth. And I know that you also are on this beautiful trajectory of growth. And if you have a moment and would like to share, I'd love to hear what you're struggling through right now, what what you're working on, what you're feeling called to transform in your life, what you're noticing. 
being drawn to grow in. I'm getting really excited about the upcoming shift retreat. As I pull more and more elements together to make it the most experiential online retreat possible, I can't wait to share it with those who are coming. So far it's shaping up to be a group of really thoughtful queer women who are ready to make some shifts in their life. I'm so excited to see who else is going to join us. I know that from the retreats in the past that I've led, people have come away feeling like, okay, yeah, I've gotten some new perspective on my life. I've been challenged to grow and to see things in a different way. And then they go home and they, they make some shifts. They make some beautiful shifts in their life. I've been working away on creating some meditations that people can use during the retreat when we go off and do different exercises. And so I thought it might be interesting to share one of those here with you. Since you are already got your headphones in and are in a state of listening, perhaps you would enjoy this meditation that is more of a visualization that I lead you through to Find your center within yourself and then start to dream about what's to come for you. I hope that you really enjoy it. So take some moments to sit in your seat. Really sit there, lay there. Enter into your body. Feel your shoulders moving. Feel your rib cage moving as your diaphragm expands and you you really feel the breath moving in your body feel your feet touching the floor feel your bum supported and your back you are held you can literally dissolve here if you want. You don't need to keep exerting so much effort. This is a safe space for you to feel held. And any distractions that start coming up, just set them aside. Let them be held by someone or something that is more powerful than you. Let them be taken care of on their own while you're in this meditation. And worries about what your family, your mom or your dad want of you partner, your kids, your friends, like all of their worries and concerns about who you are and what you should be doing with your life and how you should be showing up. 
it go. Let those be held outside of this little bubble, this little cocoon that you're in right now of your own space. And just keep taking deep breaths, breathing in peace, expansion, letting out fear and worries. And now imagine we are meeting again a year from today. Something that happened today in this conversation shifted something huge for you. And as we meet a year from now, your wildest dreams have come true. And I'm high-fiving you and saying, yes, this is so exciting. This is incredible to hear about what you've created in the past year and how free you feel and how excited about life you are and all the implications that that's had, all the ripple effects in all the different areas of your life. So take a moment to dream about what it is that has come true. What have you created? Pause this recording so that you can write down in as much detail as possible what incredible things are happening in your life right now. And once you've gotten clear on that, go even deeper and ask yourself, why is that important? Why is that incredible? Why, what has this brought up? What has this made available in my life? What has come because of this incredible fulfillment? And pause again and journal that. Now read back over what you wrote and circle the one or two things that feel like the most impactful, the most incredible things that you created in this past year. Don't think about it too much with your head. Just keep in your heart space and circle the first thing that is like highlighted in your journal as you read it back. And once you've done that, get really, really clear on what the gift is in that. 
Like, why is that one specific thing so important? And what what had to shift within you to make that possible? was missing from your life and how were you keeping that at bay journal about that for a second and then come back now as you look at that fulfillment and that thing that you circled that was the most incredible thing and when you look at it compared to what you were missing and how you were holding it at bay notice how they speak to each other there might be some correlation to that journal about that When you look at what you circled, what does it bring? Why is it important in your life? What does it bring for you? Write about that. And keep going deeper. What's even more important about that? that seems silly to start writing and write what's even more important about this is that dot 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 and just see what your pen starts to write at some point as you're writing you're gonna feel a really big heart opening It might feel emotional. It might feel kind of shocking how how it hits you. And if you're not feeling that, if you're not really feeling connected to it, if it feels kind of like this is just a cerebral experience, check in with yourself and notice, is, is this what I've written truly me and my desire? Or is this what someone else in my life really wants for me? And something I really want to create for them to make them happy or help them feel secure. Check in and say, if I was really creating what I desire and what I feel called to, what would I create? And what's important about that? What does having that in my life bring? Now I want you to 
stay in that heart-centered place and notice on a scale of one to ten how committed am I to making this dream a reality, to creating this in my life. Ten is like, yes, I'm doing it. Doing everything I possibly can tomorrow to start making this happen. And one is like, hmm, maybe. <laughs> so write down the first number that comes to mind. You don't even need to pause it because you know the number. Write it down. And I want you to notice if you're in like a one to four on the scale, there's maybe something missing about the why. It's not quite a deep enough why. Maybe it's someone else's idea still. There's a reason you're not creating it because you're not really connected to it. And if you're in a five, six, seven, yeah, you, you, you may create it. You may not. You may get distracted. If you're in that 8 to 10 realm, yeah, sounds like you're going to make it happen. And it sounds like you could use some support to make it happen because if you're at a 9, say, and you've been having this dream and vision for quite a few years and it hasn't happened yet, likely there's something in the way that you can't see. And so having support to do that will really help it to come through. I'm so excited to hear what you're creating and to see how I can support you in making that happen or I can resource you with others that I know would help you the best possible way. I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks for listening to the Coming Out Chronicles. If you enjoyed it and you think it would be helpful for someone else, please share it with them. If you'd like to connect with me, reach out on social. I'd love to support you in the next chapter of your coming out story. I can help you know yourself, free yourself, and be yourself. Until next time, this is Nancy Shadlock from Centered Life Coaching.